Joining me today is Cyril Klepek. Cyril is an innovative economist and he's helping with the transition for many companies into the circular economy. He's also interested in waste management and he's the founder and CEO of the Circle Resources platform, which provides a marketplace for otherwise junk materials we don't need anymore. Cyril, welcome. And uh, tell me a bit about the circular economy. We're, we're banking for a sustainable future that we're going to we're going to transgress into a into a circular economy. What's your input in this work? Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm an innovator, and my area of specialization is in circular economy because I see a huge potential for many companies to transit from current uh, situation, current business models, for example, to circle, uh, circle business model, let's say. And uh, more and more companies are listening to this, this news uh, and they are, they are in the middle of transition. So my aim is to help them to, to let's say, find a new business model or to get them uh, to find out a new product, let's say, out of waste. So you're uh, consulting with individual companies and helping them with that transition. So you're, you're, are you, the, the general feeling is, is that you believe companies are interested in joining into the circular economy, but they don't quite yet know how. Mm. Is that fair to say? That's right. That's right. So many companies, uh, I mean, CEOs of big companies are calling me and tell Sarah, let's, let's, let's have a hot lunch and let's talk about what potentials are in circular economy. But the... The whole area is very broad. There are many things. There is a, there's a topic of digitalization. There is a, there is a topic of waste, uh, business models, many more. So I would say that um, there are seven principles of circular economy, and at least one of them is very interesting from each of the company around us. And is it possible to, give, to put a figure to the, you know, the, the monetary potential, the economic potential of a transition, a complete transition to the circular mm. economy? How much can we expect to see in growth if we, if we go that route? Well, that's a good question. Well, if you read uh, the McKinsey study, uh, you, can, you, can, you can say like, it, I mean, it's billions of euros coming from, you know, optimizing all, this, all, this, all the things about that you use less energy, you come up with the new products, you come up with a different business models which will generate new income. You don't sell these uh, this kind of products every year. You lease it uh, and you get, uh, let's say, our, our f uh, fee. So, well, in general, there are a few ways, but uh, we can say that uh, the transition will deliver millions of new jobs and quite a lot of money. New jobs, uh, new opportunities, new companies as well. Do you, do you expect to see new specialist companies which are going to be dealing with specific parts of that circular economy? Absolutely. I see many startups uh, popping up and we see that companies are looking for opportunities in this era. For example, in waste management, uh, we see so many companies thinking, okay, this kind of waste, is it something I can create value out of it? or? Or not, and uh, also in big companies, they they, they think more about uh, how to optimize their business. Is it something we need to pay waste com management companies for it, or I can actually make something out of it? So I would say, uh, for startups, for big companies and middle market companies, uh, there is a lot of opportunities. Depends on kind of industry. Every industry is different. Every company is different. So there are opportunities, but uh, well, it's important to, to deep dive and to think in context of your company. 
Okay, so let, let's concentrate on waste, waste management, for mm -hmm. example. That's just that's one big aspect of the circular economy. It's not the only one. You, you mentioned the importance of the, the principle of, of ownership, and that's likely to change. Companies have to get to speed with that. But let's focus in on waste management, because you've done a lot of work in that, in that particular area. And indeed, uh, in England, we say, you know, one man's waste is another man's treasure. <laughs> and uh, certainly, for people who can uh, produce an idea, which gives value all of a sudden to what was something previously believed to have be valueless, mm. then that's the route to success and growth and economic prosperity. Right. So I think this is an important, uh, this is sort of a win-win area in many mm. respects. So tell me a bit about what's happening now in the Czech Republic re regarding waste management and what you're doing specifically. Mm -hmm. So I would say in general the waste management industry is in transition nowadays. We see that we have like so many waste companies and now we consider waste as a problem. Uh, and we pay quite a lot of money to, to, to get away from this problem, to, to just get away. And uh, the situation in the future will be different. The situation in the future will be that we will, we will, we will actually think more about waste or something which could be sourced from another company. So that's also the reason why I'm founder of Circle, Zdrava Platforma, because we see that there are so many companies uh, now thinking about this waste uh, and municipalities as well. Well, is it something really? I, and I just need to pay this waste management company quite a lot of money every month to get rid of it. Is there out there some company who can create out of my waste, of my plastic waste, let's say, some kind of, I don't know, furniture or, or whatever. So we are in a transition and uh, hopefully the circle will be part uh, in this value chain. Okay, I, I've, I've checked out your work, I've checked out your website and, and your platform. And so as I understand it, uh, in the short time I had to look at these things, uh, is that you, what you've created really is a marketplace. Right. So you've understood that there's a, a change in the air, people are beginning to understand that we need to be thinking about sustainability, we're going towards a circular economy, there are companies which are dealing with high volumes of materials, whether they be, mm -hmm. I don't know, cement or, or, or rubble or, or plastics, whatever it might be. Uh, and they have a lot of waste. Mm -hmm. And you've understood this and understood the importance of this and you've created a new marketplace, right? That's right. So tell me, what, how is that marketplace working now? Are, are, are lots of people coming to market? Mm -hmm. And what are they coming to market with? Hmm. Well, so Circle, as I said, is a, is a digital marketplace and it's a, it's a marketplace where we match one company who create waste. Let's say uh, a company, they have two tons of plastic waste every month. On the other side, uh, there's a company who can create something out of this waste, let's say some kind of furniture or something. And both parties, they can go to my platform and I will imagine. So, in very, very easy filtering, the company B can find these materials. They will just write down email and they will, they will connect and they will take this waste out of the company uh, A, which means that it not goes to landfill and we can, in the end, buy a furniture out of this, uh, out of this material. Who sets the price in this market? Is it a free market where it's just determined by supply and demand? Or is there somebody behind the scenes who's actually mm. putting a minimum price to it all? Well, you are right with the B scenario actually. Nowadays we, what we also aim is to set a transparent democratic market because there is a lack of transparency here, especially in waste management. 
So there is not a marketplace nowadays which will be, will be set. Uh, now today, those three companies have to agree on, on a certain uh, price level. But in the future, uh, I hope uh, as in London exchange market or some, some other places, there will be a one single price for this kind of materials. So is this market potentially, this marketplace is potentially international? Or are there restrictions to it? What's the legislation around it? Has, uh, has the government said this is okay in the Czech Republic? Or is it, is it open to the European <clears throat> community? Or is it open internationally? Mm. We are definitely open internationally in the future, but there's a different, different legislation in each of the uh, state in the uh, European Union, which is a shame actually. But um, I mean, considering waste, uh, from my point of view, is Always better, always better when we deal with waste locally, when we create something locally, because the level of waste from Prague to I don't know, Spain will be waste of you know, CO2 emission and everything. So it will be locally, but of course our solution will scale uh, to global. I think you hit a good point there, because I can see, whereas the principle is very clear and, and bright and, and you, can, you can immediately see the usefulness of it, mm. however there's all these hidden aspects which have to be factored into the price. Mm. So when you're, as you alluded to, the transportation, I mean, you, the market could be, this new marketplace could be abused by dumping stuff there. And then if you don't have equated into the price, the you know, transportation, the, the CO2 emissions, mm. all these other... Uh, tangential uh, things that have to be considered, then it's going to be quite a, a complicated management structure, perhaps for you to, to think about how you can make this market work the best it can. Mm. And also make this market work the best for whom? This is the other thing as well. Is this, is this, market, is this marketplace a marketplace is meant to generate money and profit? Or is it a marketplace is meant to generate a sustainability, a, a, you know, the complete circular approach? Or who's going to be the Who's, who are going to be the group of people or who's going to be the person who determines what is the purpose of the market? Well, it's not going to be a person, it's going to be a market. Well, we, well, our intention is to create a market because we have a lack of transparency, as I said. And to have a such market, there will be a transparent price and uh, there will be no landfill anymore because there will be a certain amount of money some parties would, would intend to have and uh, so the market itself will, will be associated. I want to get onto I want to get onto landfill in a bit, but I want to push this point a little bit more because it's an in, we're living in an interesting time where uh, capitalist market economies are coming under a lot of pressure, right. and there's there's a lot of intellectual thinking about that uh, markets are very good mm. at find efficient ways to do a process. Mm. What markets aren't very good at mm. is deciding what is the purpose of itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, this, is a very, this is a very important question for mm. your new marketplace. Mm -hmm. It's a very philosophical, philosophical question and I think you are right. There are many areas where probably market should not be as is today, let's say in social and, and many and minimal. We don't use market in our family business, right? In our family uh, situation. But this uh, waste management, it has to have a market uh, behavior because we need to get transparent price. Today we have so many, uh, so many middlemen, so many handlers. And the whole business is shady. And we need something which happened, let's say, in 
taxi, you know, Uber came before there were these, you know, ugly guys standing on the, on the corner and giving, giving you the, the, the three times more pride than, than usually. Yes. Because there was a lack of transparency. Mm. Then Uber came and he matched basically people with cars, with people in need, and something very similar we are trying now in waste management to match these two parties without any middlemen. Just, just, just join them and, and, and create a market, hopefully. Okay. Well, okay, so let's, let's return to the, the point of landfill. So a, an obvious competitor, as it were. Let's talk about it is a competition, really, for where, does, where does my waste go? Mm. Do I dump it? Do I just pay whatever it costs for it to be put into the ground and buried? Mm. Or do I send it to your market? So it's mm. a competitor, natural competitor. Tell me what you understand about landfill economies mm. and where's that going? Mm. And how easy is it for people just to dump in landfill? Mm. Mm. How irresponsible is that? And can it be changed? It's a very good question. It's also one of the reasons I'm doing this because just in Czech Republic, we produce like 34 million tons of waste. And if you talk about uh, waste coming from cities, like municipal waste, well, it's terrible that 45% actually goes to landfills, which is something from a medieval time for me. So we should change that. It's also one of the reasons why, uh, why I founded this, this platform, because we know that 80% of these materials can be recycled. And uh, the reason it's not is because there is a lack of transparency in the market. We have very low fee for landfill, just 500 uh, Czech crowns per ton. So basically the easiest way is just to dump it. And well, I totally disagree. And How does that compare to our neighboring, our, you know, our neighbors, Germany, Austria, Slovakia? Yeah, yeah. How does that compare? Well, we see that Europe is, is very divided and we, we see clearly east and west part. In west part, the, the, the percentage of dumped uh, is almost zero, like in, in Denmark is zero. If you see the east part and of Is Europe, that because landfill, landfill dumping is, is, is highly taxed and therefore very prohibitively expensive? Is that the key? That's one of, that's one of the reasons. So is it, is, is it, I mean, my question is, is it as simple as you, you hit a, a, a prohibitively high level of tax on landfill and through pure economics, people decide or companies decide not to dump? Hmm. Or is it a case of people are more aware, uh, they themselves want to make that change and hmm. so they, they decide even though it's cheaper, no, I'm going to go to recycle. Hmm. I would say there are two drivers. One driver is we know that landfills are terrible places. It smells, it, it goes to the water, it's terrible. So I would say the people in the West are more aware of it. And they just said like, you know, we don't want this crap uh, next to my house. Just, just, you know, get out. That's one thing, uh, because it's very terrible for environmental around us. We have 180 uh, landfills, big landfills in Czech Republic. It burn every 10 hours, one of them burn. Terrible, terrible thing. Well, on the other side, well, the, the fee is much higher, which motivate uh, recycling industry to invest in the new technologies. Well, today, as I said, it's 500 Czech crowns per ton, which is very low, very low. And we know that when we increase it at least to 700, 800, this will be the, uh, I would say, the price level when investing in new technologies for recycling materials will finally pay up. So we need so to just increase. That- 
Only by 300, only by, so that's uh, just a 60% rise on, on the current price. It's not you, a lot, right? It's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the minimum. That seems to me a no-brainer. Why mm. are we doing it? Most of companies actually are ready, their business plans are ready, their technologies are ready, and they're just waiting for it. The whole thing is there are certain amount of companies, like waste management companies, I'm not telling, I'm not telling all of them, but, but some of them, and uh, of course they, they have a lot of money out of it, right? Because it's easy business. And well, they have a strong voice in the parliament. And uh, so we as a society needs to be united and say, you know, we don't want this to be a part of modern society, modern economy. And do you feel, are you being successful in gaining a, a swell of opinion to back your ideas and other people's ideas who are looking for that more of a circular approach to, to waste management? Do you feel, is it, is it changing? Are, are, are there, is it beginning to make a difference on the lobbying level? Or is there a bright future in terms of recycling in front of us? Well, I'm very positive, otherwise I would not do this. But the truth is, it's changing, it's definitely changing. I mean, uh, more and more people are aware of this issue. They also, on the other high, on the other side, they want to buy some kind of material which, let's say, consists of recycled materials. They are more and more aware of uh, nature of climate change around us and all these things. So it's changing, and there was also um, more and more talk to the local politicians and say, you know, I don't want this crap next to my house, but it's changing slowly. But nevertheless, you're filling me with an optimism that if we can, if the price of landfill goes up by 300 crowns per, per ton, then all these other opportunities suddenly enter the game. And from what you understand, talking to companies, that many companies are ready to go. They are. And uh, they're ready to go where? They're ready to go to your platform? Or are, do they also have other plans? Are there other projects out there? Are there, are there companies in the Czech Republic ready to take that opportunity and be part of the recycling mm -hmm. revolution? Mm -hmm. They are. I talked to, talk to many of them, uh, let's say, in, um, in electronic waste uh, recycling in totally different uh, areas. And they always uh, tell me, you know, we see there's a certain amount of waste. And we, we know that there are companies who can find a use to, to get these materials. And we just need to, to, to actually uh, to get uh, the fee higher and then we will invest. Okay, uh, let's, talk about some, let's talk about some specific materials. Mm -hmm. So what are the materials which you see a, a very bright future for in terms of recycling? Mm -hmm. And what are the materials where it's going to be harder? Where it's going to mm -hmm. be still more viable to dump? Mm -hmm. It's always you know, supply-demand situation and what we see uh, say in construction business, which, uh, which, which is growing a lot nowadays, well, that we have a lack of uh, gravel, lack of sand. It's really a big thing. And a lot of companies like, I don't know, Skanska, Wienerberger, many more, basically most of them, are, uh, are telling me that, you know, we have a lack of it. And, and, and it's our very crisis uh, scenario that we will have not enough of these materials. So knowing that, many like waste management companies are thinking, okay, there's a 60% of these materials in landfills. What we can do about this? What kind of technology we can use and make, you know, recycled concrete out of it or, or whatever. So that's definitely one of the one of the places which which has a tremendous potential. I would say plastic as well. Uh, the problem with plastic, as you know, probably more better than me, is that we have so many, right? Mm -hmm. And 
there is definitely potential as well, especially in high density polyethylene uh, and these kind of very quality, uh, good quality materials. So I would say in general that uh, companies are more and more aware of uh, these materials and especially in the situation when I would not say economic crisis, but some kind of like a slowdown will happen probably in two years. More and more companies will also think, well, this is material I should sell and I should not dump. So construction materials, sand and concrete, mm. you mentioned, and also plastics. But of course, as you said, the, the, there's a large diversity of different plastics. You were mentioning high density polyethylene, which would be, which would be a good one to, to mm. has a high value. So mm. high value means presumably high, a relatively high demand mm. at the at the marketplace you, you you're creating. Mm. So uh, these are good. So what can you see? However, in every cycle or recycling event, quality of material does go down. That's right. So does this market and does this economy understand that that it will not necessarily get the, the virgin product uh, material properties and that it will have to sort of absorb mm. that mm. slight uh, reduction in quality. Mm. Well, it's fair to say that we know that we are, we are aware that virgin materials have a sometimes different quality than secondary materials. And well, let's, let's talk about construction business, right? When you, when you build a bridge, uh, well, you should probably not in certain parts at least use uh, recycled materials. You should you should use the best one, right? the best sand, the best uh, concrete and everything. But on the other hand, when you build uh, some kind of different place somewhere around, let's say, um, uh, part of the highway, well, you can actually, you can, you can use um, recycled materials very easily, which nowadays we know, because we do all the testing, that the quality is almost, almost the same. Is the legislation prepared for that? Because uh, you know, I'm thinking to you know, in terms of construction, mm. recently in, in in Britain, there's been a couple of uh, perhaps unhappy endings to to large construction projects because it, apparently it turned out in the end mm. is that mm. they use lower quality, lower grade materials. Mm. So presumably there has to be some sort of uh, legislation which mm. provides a framework what uses can be are permitted for a recycled mm. uh, material and what have to be of virgin quality. Mm. We were, this is changing you now, there is an activity called in Czech Zelené uh, Zadávání and basically it's about uh, informing municipalities and other big players that uh, you can use these kind of materials and it's good for this and this purpose. Also UCEEP, uh, they did a very very interesting catalogue of these materials. So. It's changing, it's slowly, slowly it's changing to, to being more aware of, of potential uh, positive sides of uh, recycled materials. Is your marketplace creating new companies that are using these second-hand materials? Because there's an obvious transaction of the, 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 the companies that are generating waste mm. and those who can think, okay, I can see, I can see some business here, I'll buy it, I'll buy mm. it in bulk, mm. and then I might I don't know. In terms of plastics, shred, clean, mm. have a new second, you know, second-hand material ready. Are you seeing a lot of end users who are willing to buy that and do something innovative, innovative with it? I do. We are live for six weeks, so we are not helping uh, yet uh, to start uh, new companies. 
But I see that uh, many companies are thinking this way. For example, I went to Brockis. It's a it's a it's a company uh, creating glass, beautiful designed glass, and they uh, used to uh, landfill a lot of you know leftovers and, and broken glass and everything. And they actually today they 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 start up a, start a new company. It's called Brockis Glass, and they create a very design products out of the, this broken piece of, of glass and it looks fantastic and this is completely like new concept it's uh, it's quite expensive uh, and well but there's, there's a there's a story behind it's it's uh, not just about the pro uh, product itself it's about that you are involved in a, in a story and that's it's even more and more important for for today's customers because they're not just buying stuff this table or something they want to have an experience, you know. They want to be part of the story. So, also. Uh, and, you, and you're noticing that, generally speaking, in the market, that people are willing to, you know, pay that extra bit for mm. the experience, to be part of a story, mm. to be entering mm. into that mm. circular motion, rather than just going for the, the bottom price. There are two things. One is what people tell you, and then the second one is what they actually, actually do, do, right? So it. Uh, but it's, it's changing. I mean, I read this. I read a new uh, new study that was published like one week ago, and what they discovered that the 46 percent, I guess, of people in last year they bought at least one piece of this kind of product, very environmental ever product, in last year, and um, we know that 68 percent would pay higher uh, amount for a for a product which has some kind of like this this uh, experience uh, with environmental impact. So again, it's changing. It's changing not because they probably see this planet burning, but also their, uh, their income is, is, uh, is going up, right? I mean, their, the, the basic income uh, grow, at, I think, 10% in 2018 in Czech Republic. So when you go up, you are richer, you have more money, you actually can afford to buy these kind of materials. Yes, yes. Well, uh, Cyril, I'm certainly looking forward to having lots of new experience buying when all of these new uh, recycled products come into the marketplace. And I thank you for your innovations in providing a platform for such new economies to, to take place. So uh, congratulations with the work you've done so far. Good luck with your future endeavors. And as a little present uh, from me to you, uh, to thank you for coming on today's show and to contribute to Let's Talk About It. Thank Some you very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Take care. Thank you.